But where's the tiramisu? Hello, lovely listeners. Welcome to Not Just Tentacles, where I, Rachel, attempt to demystify anime. And I, Ruth, stay permanently mystified. Sometimes looking for a new anime um, can take some effort. It can be kind of like researching online or finding out by word of mouth what's a good one. Or alternatively, you can go on Crunchyroll and pick one with the most bizarre title you can find. And in this instance, this is what happened. I discovered something called Space Battleship Tiramisu and intrigued, I decided to check it out. It's also because tiramisu is Rachel's favourite pudding or dessert. Yeah, that might have been a deciding factor. I showed you the first episode of Space Battleship Tiramisu. What did you think? I liked it. There was some homoerotic subtext with somebody who seems to have been ripped off Iceman from Top Gun. Uh, There was even a pork scene and not that kind of pork. Uh, He got his pork and cabbage tempura on a stick all over his cockpit it happens yeah definitely and those of us who've tried to eat airplane food we've been there and what did you think of the theme tune yeah ah i really like the theme tune and i'm not so keen on the one that replaced it i don't understand why they have to do that when you've got a second season in an anime because the first theme tune is kind of wacky and off the wall and sets up what sort of anime that you're going to expect like at one point he's decorating the cockpit with christmas decorations while the second one is just much more people's hair floating around falling leaves just your bog standard this is an anime these are the heroes they go and do exciting space shit and you're like yeah that's what you think (laughs) Yeah, that's what I think of the second one. Just a one. big old... Yeah. But the thing that I find weird is... Is this the one with the talking pube? We'll get to the talking pube in a bit. But Let's get to the talking pube now. No, we, we Let's need... Let's address the elephant in the room. The or the pube. In the cockpit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, well, I need to give it a premise first because I've realised that we've just jumped straight in without saying anything about what this is about. So basically, Space Battleship Tiramisu is the story of 19-year-old ace pilot Subaru. Um, He spends his time um, fighting for the Earth Union because they're fighting a war against the people of Metas, who are the kind of evil resistance movement. Yes, this is what happens when you have an Eastern cartoon as opposed to a Western one, that the that the good guys are the leads as opposed to kind of like the resistance or whatever. It's not like they're fighting the Imperial Army who are in charge. Anyway, um, he is a fantastic pilot, but he is absolutely crap at everything else, especially social skills. He just prefers to kind of hang out in his cockpit and eat all day. And to be fair, the rest of the crew, I wouldn't really want to hang out with them either because there is a Hummer who's sleazy and inappropriate and makes loads of sex jokes. There's... um. As Leroy, who is a basically a, a pink-haired, big-booted Princess Leia that doesn't really do much. Um, there's the captain, who looks like a cross between Captain Birdseye and Fu Manchu and is a bit crusty. And there's a Honda, who is the mechanic. She's lovely, but she's just one of those old ladies that's trying to mother you all the time, and he doesn't like that. 
so he spent his entire time kind of getting into sort of like wacky hijinks while trying to avoid being around people and you think that this is going to be the entire setup for the show that it is going to be just kind of like red dwarf with him kind of bumbling along fighting space battles but otherwise evading people but spoiler alert by about episode seven i think it is you realize that the um controller that he's been talking to all this time cody is in fact his brother who works for the evil resistance so he and has the eye patch to prove it <laughs> he just does that because it looks cool it doesn't actually do anything Okay. So he, yeah, poor Subaru comes home one day to find what looks like everybody lying around dead. Um, he realises that um, Cody is a fake because nobody else seems to recognise him. And then he kind of pulls off his hat and is like, hey, I'm your long lost brother that you thought was dead. And he... Ta-da! <laughs> yeah, and he kidnaps him, spirits him away, etc. And it, the rest of the series is the relationship between the two brothers because Subaru keeps kind of going back to rejoin the Earth Union while um, Izu, well, let's just call him Captain Susie because everybody else does. And I'm not 100% convinced I'm doing his name right because it is odd because they are both wonderfully eccentric but in contrasting and funny ways. Like he is a massive extrovert and a bit of a flake and is always losing things. And um, this is when we get to the talking space pube because it seems that you're a talking space pube <laughs> it seems that absolutely everybody else in the universe including delivery guys and just randoms that we meet they all have something that is called the universe sense which is basically a rip-off of star wars but instead of being able to use it to levitate things and do useful things in subaru's case he uses it to talk to pubes so because <laughs> it's pubes <laughs> you will stay in the groin <laughs> So yeah, at one point his pube is floating around his cockpit and it has he has um, a quite a lively discussion with it. What sort of voice does it have in translation? Is it sort of like a, hey everybody? Um, no, it's not like Mr. Hanky. It seems to have kind of like a wide boy gangster kind of voice. Yeah. Shut it. Yeah, like that. I'm a fucking pube. Like all the gangsters in um, uh, The Way of the House Husband, like that. At one point, the pube gets married, and so he has to meet the pube's wife, even though she also presumably came off. Um, is Subaru. Mrs. Pube and like a, an Essex girl type? For, what, darling? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's difficult because obviously I'm only going off the sub. And later, he talks to one of Hubbard's pubes as well when he's <laughs> when he's um, in the, he's in the hot spring, and um, Hubbard's just got out of it, and then he has a a little discussion with the pube where he tells him things about Hummer because before then Whoa, we just thought... I've just been feeling a little bit sick about <laughs> so um, before then we just thought he was this crass guy that liked kind of hanging around and making him uncomfortable and sort of spying on him in the shower in a sort of non-sexy way just because that's excuse just... <laughs> me he said cute guys have cute asses i mean that to me is a come on yeah but he's totally straight apparently he's got a, <laughs> he's got a wife and kid back home means nothing but the pubes tells him that um he's actually a really nice sensitive guy Listen deep down to the pubes. and we do see more of that later on because i love it when you've got the what um pubes i don't want to see more pubes. <laughs> no hummer i'm getting triggered to a really bad experience in a nice hotel oh don't remember Remind me, yeah, pube. Somebody on the else magazine. says pube with a little bit of poo gummed oh, onto the don't, magazine don't, that don't, said don't. what TV was on. No, because um later on when you get sort of the um the new people, Hummers are kind of like, hey, yeah, keep your mind focused on your mission and try not to die. He, he's great. I really like him. 
Although he does have an irritating habit of calling Subaru on a roll rather than his name, which I guess that's what guys like that well, do. Well, because he's on a roll. Mm. Or, is, or is that a pun? Is that some sort of junk food? Is, like, is that like me calling you Lunchable? Well, it's better than his other nickname for him, which is Shut in Virgin. Anyway, yeah. I, I feel that we've kind of um, diverted a bit. So um, I don't. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> but yeah, you've got the universe sense, which is just basically a ripoff of Star Wars. And everybody in the world, apart from Captain Susie, has this. And he just gets really annoyed because everybody seems to have it but him. All his men seem to have it. And it just really stresses him out and makes him feel like less of a leader. And so to this end, he creates a clone of Subaru which um, it was originally called Subaru B, but he starts calling himself Beyond and declaring he's a god because he's a bit of a dick. Who? Um, the, the clone? The Subaru clone, yeah. He, he He's like a purple version of Subaru with white hair. And a lot of his storyline is just kind of going around and interacting with the world and thinking that everything is some kind of plot to trap him. Like at one point, um, Susie takes him and his men to see Sushi or to have sushi and he's all kind of like this is a good adventure for humans revolving sushi and then kind of make it going oh i'm going to live here and falling asleep on the table it's like ah you thought i was going to say that because i'm a clone of subaru but no i'm much more on the ball than that and to round out this weird little family is their dad who shows up in series two and he at first glance appears to be a venerable old man in a wheelchair that's um, a robotics expert and built all the mecha that appear in the show. Sorry, what is a mecha? A mecha is a massive fighting robot of the kind that you get in Transformers, um, Power Rangers, that kind of thing. It's um, a very popular Japanese genre. And in fact, I've tried to avoid it for some time because I'm really not that interested in it. But this is kind of like a mecha series for people that don't like them. But um, anyway, Soichiro, as he's called, which is confusing. Another one? It, it seems to be a very popular name in anime. Um, so you think he's um, this um, genius scientist who's been neglecting his son for years following his wife's death. But when you listen to his thoughts, he is a scatty, pervy old man that spends far too much of his time thinking about girly mags and just not paying attention to anything at all. So I like that contrast. So he is just as strange as his kids which I guess makes sense. So that is the basic storyline. You've got all these personalities going through space, fighting um, the people of Metis or working for people of Metis. And um, why are they rebels? Why are they the baddies? What did they do? Well, their, their leader is a maniac called um, Commander Cadillac. And in fact, this is what made... Cadillac. Cadillac, yeah. This... Oh, and everybody's called Honda and Subaru. Yeah, and... Is there a Nissan there as well? There could be. See, this is the thing that made me feel really stupid because I didn't notice this until about episode 23. So this is like after most of the series. It's I suddenly, when the commander popped up, I was like, they're all named after cars. Because it didn't twig with me that Homer was a car either. So... I am thick, I know nothing about cars. But he um, is having problems with his wife, Shelby. He even gets a little subplot about this, that he decides he wants to go to Earth and blow it up. Not as part of an evil scheme, but... Just to get his own back on his wife? Yeah, because she summoned him to a divorce court, and <laughs> he doesn't want that, so he wants to blow up Earth because she and the divorce court are I don't it. want to get divorced, I'm going to blow up the Earth. Yeah. I thought Putin was bad. <laughs> but yeah, he's built this special battleship in order to achieve this. 
But for some reason, I don't quite... Wait, wait. How long does it take to build a battleship to blow up the Earth? Well, he had it on standby for other occasions, but then he decided to use what, it... What, like an occasional table? Because of his personal crisis. But Subaru manages to have... The... <laughs> Your mother's coming round. I'm going to get blow up the Earth up again. But his... his yeah, um, Subaru, for some reason, has the other controller for this. So why you've got everybody else fighting a space battle going on? Oh, how did he get the controller? I can't remember. But um, and while everybody else is like, oh, we must stop the commander he's going to blow up the earth he just pulls out this controller that looks like your average xbox or something it just stops it but of course he can never let anybody know so they're all like yay we saved the universe we saved the earth and it's like i just pressed a button on this controller and this comes to my favorite thing about the series it's sense of humor but considering that the episodes are only like seven minutes long i get at least six laughs out of them so that's good that that's is good an achievement going. yeah and it, it is all these little things like that that they kind of satirical everyday details like um one of the later episodes which i really liked was you've got set up this situation where the family have um a chat so so a phone chat and um, while Susie is trying to work, he's in a meeting and his dad just keeps buzzing him going, oh, I stood on one of my toenails and I've hurt myself. And, uh, and the phone just keeps buzzing in the background and pissing everybody off because they're trying to work. And he's like, everybody stopped texting me. And then later, he doesn't realise that this chat is still open. So he's trying to do a mission where he's planting bombs. And um, he accidentally sends a photo of himself planting this bomb. That's what the bling <laughs> was. No, it, it was my calendar saying that that um, yesterday was tomorrow. Ah, they do that. But um, he's trying to send this photo of him planting the bomb to his subordinate to go, hey, I've done this now, but he ends up accidentally showing it to Subaru and Suichiro. And they, of course, are like, oh my God, he's about to blow something up. And they report him to the Earth Union. And of course, all the police turn up and arrest them. And they're like, oh, is there a spy? Who's leaking information? It's like, my dad and brother decided to turn me in. <laughs> so it's just all these little details like that. Um, like you've got Subaru's relationship with his beloved cockpit stroke mecca um the durandal because he adores it and sees it as being an extension of his being like being a separate personality like um at the end of the first series when it crashes to earth and is beyond repair you have him seeing this kind of have his little daydream where he's picturing him and the durandal as if it was another guy so you've got kind of him then having a kick around in the park him talking his best man at the durandal's wedding and so on so, he's, all, so he's just like oh i've lost my best friend and um, it, I, I like how it has moments of humour like that, but then just moments of absolute pathos because he is not a cool anti-hero in the kind of Batman type sense. He is a sad, lonely little man because... Um, well, hang on. Isn't that a trope in anime anyway? Not so Wait, what much. What about um, My Hero Academia? Um, that's, that tends to be more towards the villains while he is the protagonist. But yeah, you couldn't really call him um, a villain as such. because No, I'm not saying he's a villain, just saying that he's a nerd. Yeah. The I nerd think... is a big trope. Yeah, he, he is a big nerd, but he's a very lonely nerd. Like um, in one of the last couple of episodes, um, it's his birthday and he assumes that everybody... Is, is this the captain or Subaru? Subaru. It's Subaru's birthday and he thinks that they're organising a surprise for him because they're like, oh yeah, we're going to such and such a place, um, meet us there, da 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 da. He's like, oh, they're, they're doing something for me and he turns up and then there's suddenly a flash mob and he's like, this is brilliant, they've all put this on for me but it turns out it's for um, a couple that are getting married 
and um, he didn't bother to reply to it because he didn't think it had anything to do with him and everybody's forgotten his birthday so he ends up getting a load of disused mecha together and um, going on a moon or an asteroid or something and getting them all to sing happy birthday Subaru to him while he's blowing out candles on a cake and eating sushi by himself in his cockpit and even sadder is what is for the moment the very last episode because there's a scam going on on the ship and this random sleazy guy looks a bit like David Bowie approaches him and is like oh if you sell these things and you can get lots of money and then um Alfa Romeo who is (laughs) (laughs) is he Italian (laughs) he's the kind of little pilot that really looks up to him and they have a bit of kind of ho yeah at least I think they do and um when um the Subaru who looks terrible by this point because he's got like shabags under his eyes and he looks like he hasn't shaved. He's been going up to people all day going, buy this, buy this. And they're like, oh, get lost. I'm not interested, etc." And um, he is the only person to say to him, look, um, this is obviously a scam. Don't you have any friends to stop you from doing this? And then he just stops dead in his tracks and is like, no, I don't have any friends. And then there's like the final bit of the episode is him falling asleep sad realizing that he has no friends and if there's never another episode that is it we will end on the realization that Subaru has no friends which we always knew but having it be realized so bleakly by him just made me really sad I I kind of teared up a bit which again you wouldn't think this was a sort of anime that you would find this is a ha-ha anime. I know, exactly. It's meant to be a kind of a gag-a-minute anime, not a, oh dear, the main character is a sad, pathetic loser and not an amusing, I can easily laugh wait, this wait. off the first From the first episode, you see him getting pork swords through... No, not, that's not the right word. Pork skewers. Pork skewers. Pork and cabbage skewers all over his cockpit. Um, I mean, that to me is... Uh, the exposition that the guy is a loser, a nerd. Because if you're heroic, you don't get your pork everywhere. <laughs> That's one way of looking at it. And uh, I, I just love the parody of Star Wars. They do all that with the music as well, with all the heroic s- space battle things that we used to have on the TV when we were kids. So it's just a brilliant send up of that. I mean, there was times when you might find the humour a bit crass. Like, um, if you ever wanted to see an anime when you've got kind of like giant dogs shagging in space, then this is the one. What? What? <laughs> it makes sense. Um, so he has a chihuahua called Bitsy in like one of the earliest episodes. But apparently space chihuahuas, if they're exposed to oxygen, grow really, really big. And um, Bitsy gets so big that he can't fit in his cockpit anymore. So he kind of yeets some... Um, Bitsy out of space, but apparently they can survive in space. And he runs a loft bit across. Don't try this at home, folks. <laughs> yeah, please don't throw your pets into space. And um, much later, when the captain is wanting um, the t- local TV station to film um, Subaru, saying a day in the life of our hero or something like that, um, they run across Bitsy and they're like, oh, this is a heartwarming moment for the cameras, the hero being reunited with his long lost pet. And then, an- and then another dog comes along. And before long, Bitsy and this other dog, who I think is a space Labrador, they end up humping. And the TV crew are like, oh, let's film this. This is quality entertainment. And poor Subaru is like... And then they decide not to show this on TV anyway because there's a sports tournament instead. So they <laughs> do that. So, <laughs> so I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, it 
is a short anime so we can't really go into too much depth about it because there is no depth but if you want something i like it simple shallow and funny as hell <laughs> yeah if you want something to fill a few moments while you're i don't know just hanging around waiting but don't have the time or the inclination to dedicate to hundreds of episodes then this is it i I would say watch this and I don't understand why it doesn't have very good ratings either because I thought it was great. I think people are just being too snobby. So, um, can you think of anything to add? <laughs> it needs more pork. And it needs better female characters because there was another one with blue hair that I can't even remember anything about. She made that little impression And a me. better theme tune because it's just a bit too... Well, sort of like level five on a 90s computer game. That's what I liked about it. I like the fact that it looked like a Transformers computer game. No, for me it hurts my ears. Mm. Dragon Ball it is not. Yeah, well, I don't do Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> not at the moment anyway. I might sometime when I've got loads of spare time to catch up on all the episodes. Because we've been listening to the music from Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z? I don't know. Is it Z Dragon or is it Balls? Z? We'll find out. Listen in next time and we'll update you. <laughs> so, yeah, that's um, goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Bye, guys. Love you. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. And you can also follow us on social media. We are at TentaclesNot on Twitter and on Facebook. Our page is called Not Just Tentacles. Speak to you soon. Bye.